Welcome in to a little late night edition of that SEC podcast. I'm your host, Michael Braddon. And if you've seen it on my timeline there, SEC might throw up my latest power rankings after the week four games come to the conclusion. And man, we had some good football here on Saturday. No embarrassing moments for the SEC really outside of that Mizzou <laughs> Auburn game, which we'll get to in just a second. But Hey, this is the first opportunity I've had to to hop on late at night to break down these power rankings. So wanted to get you guys a little something before Shane and I hop on, break down all these games in much more detail. But let's just get right into it. SEC power rankings explained, starting at the bottom of the list. Number 14. I got to take a drink before I even talk about this game. Mm. Missouri. You were dead last entering the weekend. You were a, a hair, <laughs> a hair away from rising up a spot, but you could not get over Auburn. Auburn comes right out and just, it looked like they were going to dominate the game, and then they just did nothing the end of the game. If I'm a Missouri fan, I don't even know how I support the school for the next week after what I just saw there on Saturday. Gave the game away so many different times. Harrison Mevis, I believe he's never missed a kick, but shorter than 40 yards. He missed basically an extra point to win the ball game. How do you miss that kick? You get an interception in overtime. It's overturned. Oh, Auburn finally nails a kick. Turned out to be the game winner. And, of course, Nathaniel Pete. <laughs> I made the joke. Brian Harson, an inch away from losing his job. He's still probably going to lose his job, but. Could have came a lot sooner if Nathaniel Pete had held on to the damn ball. That is just heartbreaking. I've been on the other side of that. Believe me, Pig Howard comes to mind. There was that fullback back in the day for Tennessee against Alabama. It, it happens time and time again, but it's always heartbreaking when it does, particularly in overtime. Mizzou, what is left to say? Just a, a dreadful, dreadful performance. That second half was some of the ugliest football we've ever seen in the history of the Southeastern Conference. Number 13. Then, taking that all into consideration, no surprise, right there, number 13, Auburn Tigers. Oh, my goodness. We stuck to uh, what was the issue for, you know, basically the whole season. We're not giving Tank the ball. We're not running the ball enough. We do that. We look like juggernauts out there. And then it just stopped working, and then nothing was working. Robbie Ashford. Man, he, he's not it. And uh, Grenard, maybe throw him at the front. I mean, maybe it's, it's time to give him a go. I don't know. But this is a team with uh, no direction, no identity, lucky as hell. I heard you know, someone else say Brian Harson just trolling the Auburn fan base at this point in time. They're awful. They're just god-awful. Lo nearly lost at home. Should have lost to Missouri, again, about three different ways at home. Consider just throwing Auburn dead last year but they did beat Missouri so we got to give them credit for that if this was on a I don't know if this would have been on a on neutral field any different because the game was so damn ugly and these two teams were so just piss poor in this ball game number 12 number 12 Vanderbilt you know I honestly considered even moving them up I mean they got worked by Alabama but it wasn't as bad as I anticipated it could be uh, their defense held on for a little bit there, but just Alabama, of course, way too much on the road. I'm not ready to give up on all these players that Vanderbilt has, but there's just 
you know, it was anticipated. You, you took a whooping down there in Tuscaloosa. And now that you're in conference play, we'll see if you can finally get a, a win. But uh, nothing on Saturday really gives me reason to move you up any higher than this list. Just be happy you're not stuck at 14. Because right, what I, what I saw from Missouri and Auburn this weekend, you don't got Auburn on the schedule, but you should be able to beat Missouri and, hell, maybe even South Carolina the way they, they're struggling at times. Speaking of the Gamecocks right there, number 11, if not for Marshawn Lloyd, I don't want to say they would have lost to Charlotte, but he played out of his mind. The defense was dreadful till they started getting some turnovers. Thankfully, they've started to – maybe that will get some momentum turning that direction. I know Shane Beamer made a point of emphasis there earlier this week. We're not forcing turnovers like we were. Now that you are, you beat the hell out of Charlotte. But, again, Charlotte was terrible, and they were basically playing neck and neck with you for a half of football. So. South Carolina, until further notice, you're here in the in the dregs of the SEC. Number 10. Number 10, Florida Gators. And maybe I could have moved them up a little bit, but they did lose the football game. Anthony Richardson, I thought he looked a, a hell of a lot better than he did the last couple of weeks there. Gave the Tennessee Vols nearly a scare. There was that Hail Mary attempt. I don't even know if you can call it that because it was not – anywhere near the goal line, but, you know, fighting till the very end. Billy Napier, I love the game plan, just being ultra, ultra aggressive. That's what everybody knew they had to do. They ran the ball on the Tennessee Vols. They just couldn't stop them. And there's no shame in that because there's a lot of teams that are going to struggle to stop Tennessee this fall, and you're just the latest. Went into the buzzsaw there on Rocky Top, and you lost. You're dead last in the SEC East, but you keep playing the way you are. They're saying, you know, they're playing for 10-2 and two now, which they got Georgia on the schedule. So, really, they're playing for 9-3. and three. There's no reason to believe they, they can't go 9-3. and three. It's going to take some big wins, some wins on the road. But they play like they did today. Florida's got a shot to, to have a strong finish to the season. Number 9. Now, Mississippi State next on deck. Number 9, you beat the hell out of Bowling Green. Don't put a ton of stock into, into that. Now, obviously, you listen to the show. You know, we've been super high on the Bulldogs, but they failed their only test on the road at LSU. Going to have a real opportunity this week against Texas A&M at home. You win that game, you're going to jump up this list because the Aggies certainly did. And that's what you'll notice about this. This is a fluid list. I don't – this ain't like that damn AP coaches poll, that nonsense where we stick you out of place and – no, this is you can drastically move up and down. Mississippi State, you beat AM. You will make a big jump. I had you in the top half for a reason until you lost to LSU. This is your opportunity this weekend to jump back up this list. Number eight. LSU, number eight. You took care of business this weekend. New Mexico just blew them out of the water. Very impressive. I didn't know if there would be a letdown after beating Mississippi State, but I think this Brian Kelly team. Starting to put the pieces together here, 38-0. to zero. Now, again, New Mexico, that's not a very good opponent. opponent. I get it. That's why they're not making a drastic move up the charts. But, you know, as we get closer here into SEC play, we're going to learn a lot more about this LSU team. And if they continue to improve, they could be a threat in the West, still undefeated in conference play. Now, number seven, rough. This is probably your roughest performance of the weekend, of the season. Maybe looking ahead a little bit here, the Ole Miss Rebels, 
host Kentucky next weekend. Big, big game. Conference opener. But, man, the defense, which was so stout, just getting torched by Tulsa. And Tulsa's not any damn good. So, they ran for over uh, 300 yards, over six yards per carry. Once again, Jackson Dart looked okay. Uh, the running game is just a machine. That's why you're in the top half of the SEC. Maybe this is – yeah, we've seen many teams – Georgia's looked ahead. A&M's looked ahead. Arkansas, I mean, some of the best in the SEC have been caught looking ahead. Hopefully that's the case for you, Ole Miss. You're going to have to play a hell of a lot better if you're going to try to beat Kentucky next weekend in Oxford. Number six. Number six, Kentucky. Right here, struggle a little bit, Northern Illinois. Again, this is a team that's uh, Vanderbilt, beat by double digits at Northern Illinois. You held on for a touchdown win over a Northern Illinois team that was down their quarterback. And again, the the offensive line a little bit better, but multiple sacks. Will Levis was getting hit all day long. Will Levis is not going to survive conference play if this offensive line does not protect him better. Now, Chris Rodriguez obviously coming back. Hopefully that's a huge boost of the running game. But, man, this is a red flag. And Northern Illinois, again, Backup quarterback, having success against your defense, also a little bit of an issue there. Now, you you won the game because you got Will Levis and you got some dynamic receivers making some big-time plays. It's maybe the best re- receiving core that I can think of that I've ever seen at Kentucky. So, you're going to have – you got all the pieces to contend with everybody you play with, but you also got issues that you got to shore up in conference play. Now, number five, Arkansas Razorbacks didn't dock you much. First loss of the season. Man, controlling that A&M game, fought back. The, the, the fact that the Razorbacks fought back is, is a big reason why I, I still got them here at number five. Lost the game on the – I saw this described as the doink, oink. <laughs> that was good. That got a bit – that was good. So, hey, this game literally could have went e- either way here. We're talking – an inch or two one way or another, and Arkansas wins that game. So, I don't, again, I don't dock you much. It was on a neutral field. But I got to put you behind A&M as, as poor as they've looked at times this season. K.J. Jefferson, that was maybe the worst game I've ever seen from him as a starting quarterback in the SEC, and yet you still almost won the football game. So, Arkansas, you still got a lot to prove. Big challenge coming to town this weekend. And... Hey, as long as K.J. Jefferson does not play as poorly as he did on Saturday, I still give him a fighting shot to knock off Alabama Razorback Stadium. Number four. Number four, A&M. Redemption, baby. Undefeated in the SCCC. This is what I'm talking about. These are fluid rankings. I've been dogging A&M all season long. Rebound against Miami. Even bigger rebound. Got down against Arkansas. Arkansas looked like they were going to kick your ass. And then, of course, the K.J. Jefferson fumble return touchdown swung the momentum. Really tough potential news on Nia Smith. We don't know the severity of that injury just yet, but, man, that looked tough. But Max Johnson, man, what a gamer. What an upgrade he has been for Texas A&M. He was the better quarterback on Saturday. And, again, this is only a second game starting for the Aggies. So a lot, a lot of respect for A&M right now. Still got a great defense. For the most part, corralled Arkansas after that, the fast start they had, and then at the tail end they were moving the ball. But, man, they 
really frustrated K.J. Jefferson on Saturday. So a lot of respect right now for Texas A&M. And they've got a test, again, going on the road this weekend to Mississippi State. Number three. Number three, Tennessee. Uh-oh, 4-0. and First time since 2016, I think, for the Vols. And i got to be honest with you, I turned the – I flipped the game off or, or I had it on mute. <laughs> When Florida made that, Tennessee dominated this game for the most part. Uh, Florida came out, you know, through the first jab, but beyond that, I mean, their their offense was virtually unstoppable. And maybe that says something about Florida's defense not being that good. Anthony Richardson, again, he played lights out, and it wasn't enough. Uh, hell, that was the same Anthony Richardson we saw against Utah, but Tennessee managed to get the win. Tennessee's defense did get exposed, I thought, in this football game. It's kind of what... You know, Tony Basilio was saying, I, I don't know if I had said it on this show. I know I said it on a on Florida show I was on last week. Not a big believer in Tennessee's defense, and that revealed itself against Florida Gators. That's a big red flag. Maybe there's just a big, big gap between number two and number three in the SEC. Number two. Number two, Alabama, of course, just made quick work of Vanderbilt. But still, this is not a flawless team by any means. We're going to learn a lot more about the Crimson Tide this weekend when they go to Fayetteville. That's going to be one hell of a game. My number two versus number five. Cannot wait for that. Bryce Young, very efficient. The defense really corralled Vanderbilt. I think that was the most impressive thing I saw from that matchup here on Saturday. Alabama, you got number two on lockdown right now. And then we get to Georgia. Turns out Georgia's human after all. I don't want to say struggled with Kent State, but just they let them hang around. And if you didn't watch this game, a lot of mistakes by Georgia. But Kent State was within striking distance uh, through much of the second half. I mean, it was disturbing. Kirby ain't going to be happy, but I think deep down he's probably thrilled because this team now knows, you know, they can kind of be challenged. You know, if they play like that against Tennessee – but they play like that against Kentucky, they're going to get beat. That's just the way it is. So maybe you want a performance like that if you're Kirby. Give your, your team something to work on. Let them show that they can be challenged even at home against an inferior opponent. And everybody they face in the regular season is an inferior opponent. Just maybe not to this level of Kent State. But Georgia, of course, number one team in the country until further notice. Uh, that's my latest SEC power rankings for you.